Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome Hello. to yay! Welcome to another edition of what are readings we readings and ramblings? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I may not know it's Wednesday, but I know the name of our podcast. Right? So okay. Today's been a weird day, but yes. Hopefully, we we were talking just pre-show that we were talking about. Which hopefully, remembering everyone's names because the names in in this. Uh, <laughs> this book can be a little crazy sometimes <laughs> yeah they constantly it's a depending on who they're speaking to it's like their formal name their informal name their nickname i don't know their christian name like i don't know <laughs> I, I feel know. like there's so many times where they're introducing a character and i'm like who are we talking about and then i'm like oh i know that person and just in case you don't know what we're talking about we're actually reading the book anna karenina <laughs> Still, yeah, still. I think we're going to be never this ending a while. story. Oh my goodness, it is good. Oh, so I have a question for you. Okay. Because I just want to let anyone listening know that you called me on, I think it was Saturday, to tell me that you finished all the reading for the week, <laughs> and I was like so scared. I'm like, oh my goodness, she's going to go ahead. What is this? It's Saturday. We don't meet again till Wednesday. That's it. She's gone. So. You made me stop at such a like important part. It was like Levin and Kitty are getting to like this peak of their relationship. Stop. And then where's who we like Anna's like on her deathbed. Stop. And I'm just like, what? Like, what is she gonna die? Are they gonna get married? Purpose. And so I was just like, I couldn't stop. And so yeah. wait, so did you finish? Because we we were supposed to stop at part four. Did you go on to part five? I did not. I stopped at part four. Oh, I'm so proud and I started of you. reading another book. Oh good. I wasn't sure if you were gonna make it because it was like five I wasn't days. sure either. I was like debating, but then I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta do good. I feel like I never do good. And I'm like and I recorded on the podcast because I always confess it while we're recording and I'm just like, I need to start doing better. I need to be a better person. I'm excited because I was like, um, once you t- once you um, said that you had finished reading, and I was like, oh, I gotta catch up. <laughs> She's gonna go ahead, so I gotta finish my part. <laughs> so so I did mean, you go ahead? Uh, no, I did didn't go, go ahead, ahead, but I spent okay. all Saturday. I think, um, uh-huh. I think <laughs> not all Saturday. But I, I mean, a few we hours had like. Finish up. I was gonna say we had like how many days? You didn't I have to know, do it on Saturday. No. I just, you know what it is. Certain days I'm like cleaning or cooking, and it's a better day to listen. Yep. And so I just listen if I get a chance. But yeah, okay. I kind of finished that quickly. I was, I and was then just, I had to text you because I was like, oh, I need to let you know just in case I don't do good. I and I was glad you did. So I was like, oh, I need to finish this just in case she goes ahead. We're gonna be going ahead. Like, oh, surprise! And you know what? Honestly, if that if that section didn't cover so much yeah. like it covered so much it did. I think I would have gone ahead but I'm like I'm not going to be able to keep it all straight yes. and I want to be able to go over it and so to sink I, and to have it kind of yeah. sink in right yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all, right, all right all right all right so we're not I even there judge. yet okay good I'm proud no. of you I'm proud of you <laughs> so what was your quote <laughs> so do you oh, want to share your quote I yeah. think you're gonna I'm share going your first, quote right? first okay. yeah all right so this week my quote comes from Norton Fry. In between the 10,000 books I'm reading, I'm actually doing his course, which I haven't looked at in three weeks. So maybe I'm not doing the course, but I'm taking- You're doing the course at your own pace. At my very, very slow pace. But um, as I see here, the note is April 10th. So, oh, it was almost like a month ago. Eh, I need to get back to it. Anyway, it wasn't even, this was something he was teaching. It's from his class, Bible and Literature. And he said this, and I thought it was so interesting because it made me think. And he said- Well, I always dodge questions about my religious belief, because when someone says to you, do you believe in so-and-so, he never means that. He always mean, do you believe what I mean about so-and-so? And when you answer a question, you accept the assumption of the person who asks it, and I very seldom find myself able to accept the assumptions. Hmm. Right? Yeah. No, because it's so true. true it is right that's when you so think true. about it 
when someone yeah. asks you a question, you know, they do have yeah. their, especially when it's a, oh, do you believe in God or do you believe in the Bible? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and so they do have their, they're like, that is a loaded question. It is. Because, a, yeah. I mean, you can believe what in do you God, mean? you can believe in the Bible. That doesn't mean you believe anything the same. Isn't that weird? Yes. And it could be like, well, which God, you know, uh, yeah. which God are you talking yeah. about? Or, you know, what are your assumptions about what God is? And are they the yeah. same as mine? Because when I answer it, you know, yeah. I may be answering it in a way in my head what I think it is, but it might be different from your head and what you think it is. You know, it's it's funny because when I meet people who are Christians, I'm always apprehensive to talk about religion. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But I'm always afraid because we do kind of all have our own form of what we think Christianity is. And a lot of times it matches up with others, but a lot of times it doesn't. Doesn't, And I'm always afraid to go into those delicate conversations with somebody you don't know very well. Yes. And you worry about like, I don't want to offend them or think that I'm judging or I know better, you know? So it's like, it's so... It's so difficult. It is. That's a really interesting quote. Oh, my goodness. All right. So what's yours? Okay. So I I don't know why. I'm I'm apparently stuck on the theme of death lately. Okay. Um, So I am. I am reading this book. It's called Trial and Triumphs. Stories Ah, from Church History. Have you read it? Yes. Yes. All right. Some of them are really hard, especially at the beginning. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was actually pre-reading it because I was thinking about doing it with Ezekiel and Titus. But I have decided that it is not age appropriate. I just feel like for four and six year old, it's a little too Mm -hmm. intense, although it is true. And I think these are amazing people to look up to. I just think it might be too much to take in at that age. So anyway, so I'm still I'm just I'm listening to it anyway. Yep. All right. So this is the quote. You threaten me with fire that burns for a little while and goes out, Polycarp said. Mm. But you are ignorant of the fire of eternal punishment, which is prepared for the ungodly. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. And this is like so right when he's... man. Yeah, right at the stake. Yes. burned at the yes, stake. Yes. And, he is and that's what he's that. thinking. And he sees things of this life to be just a blip on his radar and yeah. he's so set on eternity Ugh. and I just I think that's what hit me it wasn't so much the death or the whole like you know fire and brimstone speech yeah it was just that he could take things in this life and just be like this is just for a little while yes. this is you know I don't know what it feels like to be burned alive and I hope I never have to experience that but to be able in the face of that to be like this is going to be nothing you yeah. know in comparison to what is to come yeah and i don't know this past week we've had some different like things going on and i remember just saying to tony my husband like how long are you supposed to endure these things you know when you're dealing yeah. with interpersonal relationships and conflicts and it's like how long do you endure you yeah. know yeah and It's just like when we start looking at things from a different perspective and just being like, this is not forever. No, this is not our eternity. This is a blip in the big picture. You know, it it makes it a little bit easier to deal with. It does because it kind of puts things in perspective. And, you know, one of my favorite verses, which I used to have on my desk and I'm looking around and I don't see it, but um, hopefully I won't mess it up. But it was like uh, for the for the joy set before him he endured the cross you know mm-hmm. and yeah. so i i always think of that verse or i try to think of that verse when i'm trying to keep things in perspective you know yeah and i thought the same thing too when i read that when i read his story polycarp and i was like wow and in the, in the face of like death he's that's what he's thinking you know like yeah. that's like i yeah. was like i hope i can yeah. you know not have that situation but i hope that you know, my faith would be that strong in whatever, you know, whatever awful, trial or situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. the little things you could see yourself making it through, but like, you know, am I going to feel that same way with something really big? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So yeah. I do think those stories kind of stay with you too. And you, you know, you remember those things. Yeah. So that was a good one. That was a good oh, one. Good. Good. I'm glad I wasn't a complete downer. Because no, I was like, no, last no. week I was like, quoting Odysseus and his thoughts on death and like you know you're predetermined to die the day you're gonna no. die and I'm like 
And then this week, I'm like, oh, what is happening with me? But no, so you know what? The books I'm reading. Yeah, that, that's. But it makes us think. And I did. I I thought it was a very good book, The Trial and Triumph. It's part of the um, Ambleside curriculum. I don't remember. I think it starts it in year maybe three or four. Um, but yeah. that you start reading it. So, so they're a little bit that older. Makes, that makes yeah, sense. A little yeah, bit so older. I'm gonna but they're still young. They're like maybe, I think whatever year they start, it might be year, like they might be seven or eight. But, and yeah. I guess also, of course, if your child is sensitive, then you might wait, you know, a little bit longer too. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did like to read those stories because it, it was inspiring, you know, to see them in the, in, to know that these are real people yeah. And in, you know, in death, they were there, they, you know, they were focused on what was the most important thing, which yeah. was, you know, what was to come. Yeah. So I, I totally thank you for sharing that. Now I got to go back and look at it on top of the 10 million other books that I'm going <laughs> back to look at. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> always, always. So, um. I don't know if you remember this story, right? But and today we were reading a story in the Bible. It was from First King. And I'm not looking okay. for like what the moral is, but I thought it was a very interesting story. I don't know if you remember it. It was it was when God sent a prophet to Jeroboam. Remember this remember after Solomon died, the um God told God told him that he was going to split the, well, before he died, God told him he was going to split the kingdom in two, right? Right. And so two of the tribes would, would fall under Ro, Rohabam, because his name was so close, mm-hmm. to under Rohabam, right? Which was Solomon's son. I don't know who right. Jeroboam was, but he would get the other 10 tribes. And so he was worried that, he was worried that, um, that the, the people would go to, Jerusalem to do their sacrifices. So he made right. two golden. So creates, yeah. Right, I'm like, red yeah. flag, red flag, red flag. Do yeah. you not remember? I'm like, are you not telling yeah. the stories? Because don't yeah. we remember from Aaron? And, you know, so anyway, but that wasn't it. So there was a prophet that came to see him, right? Mm-hmm. And the prophet, um, the prophet, oh, why can't I talk? The prophet told him that, you know, he's what he's doing is wrong. You know, God is not for it. But the pro- God had told the prophet to not eat or drink while he was there. Right. Mm-hmm. So when he left, there was an older prophet. I believe he was a prophet of God. Right. And he was there. And so he saw the young prophet. He's like, oh, come to my house and eat. And then he said, no, God told me that I, you know, after when I leave to not eat or, you know, eat or drink anything from here. And so he's like, no, an angel told me that you can, you can, it's okay. So he went to the man's house and he ate from the man's house. And then when he left, a bear attacked him and killed him. Do you remember that story? Yep. Yep. But then the bear, and then it was a donkey. Right. It was a donkey there, too, after he died. But the donkey and the lion, sorry, not the bear. It was a lion. I don't know if I said bear, but the lion, the the lion attacked him. Right. There was a lion and a bear, but they didn't they didn't like after he was killed, the lion didn't uh, like maul his body or, you know, eat him up. And the donkey was there and nothing happened to the donkey either. And then Mm -hmm. the old prophet, the, the old prophet saw what happened, told his sons to go and get the body and he buried the body. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then he told his sons that when he dies to bury his body with him, with that prophet too. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to figure out like, what does this all mean? Because it was just like, first of all, you know, the lion and the donkey. So one of the kids were like, well, you know, usually Jesus, you know, what it reminded them of was like Jesus is usually, you know, uh, or sometimes referred to as the lion, right? Mm-hmm. And, right, the lion of Judah. Right. And then um, the donkey was what he rode in on when he, you know, came into Jerusalem right mm-hmm. before his crucifixion. Um, so I was like, I was, I was wondering if there was any connection with that. And then we saw in the um, case well, of the young prophet... 
Maybe it was just to show, like, the fact that the donkey was unharmed, that it was very intentional. This was not, like, some random lion attack. Like, it was intentional because of his sin. Right. Because he was told specifically by God not to do something. And unless God comes back and told him, oh, it's okay, he should not have trusted in anybody's word. I mean, he trusted in this prophet's word over God's word. Yeah. That's basically what happened. And so you see... The lion attacking him was so intentional, and it wasn't to eat him. It wasn't a hungry lion. Right, it was, right, because he didn't attack message, the. Right, he didn't. I think it was it. a message to the old prophet. I mean, the old prophet seeing it, seeing him being struck down dead immediately, like he must have been convicted of his sin at that point. Like mm. he must have realized I've done wrong, and whether he was he was actually a prophet of God is hard to know because it doesn't tell it's, us. It's interesting. There was there are prophets that don't make any sense that were hearing God's voice and speaking his words because you think of um who is it Balaam yeah yes Balaam. yes and he was supposed to tell you know he was supposed to be speaking God's word and he ends up like selling out and you're just like what in the world like this is supposed to be he's hearing God's voice he's he's speaking God's words but then he gets bribed and it ends up the donkey tell like yeah. has to speak to him in order to stop him and he's like i can't go forward there's an angel with a sword you yes know? um so there were like bad prophets but yet they still heard the voice of god so i don't really know what do you do with that That's i don't true. i can't i didn't think about that it, but so was the old prophet not actually a good prophet i don't know yeah because it, it doesn't is, make that clear. it is sad that he would like intentionally sabotage the other prophet yeah, and maybe he felt bad because he did uh, he did bury him. He did go and bury right. him and then he did right. ask to be buried to be buried right. with him when he died. But you're right about it being intentional um because the donkey was unharmed. When actually when yeah. they came back the donkey was still there and the lion was still there. And usually, you know, yeah. they would have either yeah. left yeah. or so the fact that they were yeah. both still there. Um and I guess it kind of showed like sometimes how, you know, Judgment can be issued immediately by God. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's, there's also mercy too. There's a lot, there's both where, he's, you know, sometimes he merciful and, and doesn't punish immediately. And sometimes it's just justice, you know, right there right. for the disobedience. Yeah. So I thought that was it. I was like, I don't remember this story. So um, it was kind of on my mind. And I just kind of wanted to bring, to talk about that. But I think... What you're saying makes sense. Is make making me think about that a little bit more. Yeah, I'll have to reread it. I haven't, you know, there's so many little stories like tucked it away in these books, and you're like, oh, I kind of forgot about that. But as soon as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, I do remember that story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to reread it, but um, yeah, it I was mean, in First Kings thirteen. Okay. There is a book called All the Stories of the Bible, and so it takes all the the story, all the Bible stories, and actually put them. And the stories tell you the story, and yeah. so um, we're kind of reading it from that pers- from that perspective. But it does tell us, you know, the chapters like First Kings thirteen, first eleven to thirty two. So it's just telling you the story. It's just you know, some not summarizing, the, but it's it's retelling the, boys, the story. We've been going through Deuteronomy because our our goal for this school year was to go through. We went through all of Genesis, and then the whole story of Moses was kind of our goal. Yeah. So we're finishing up with Moses' life in Deuteronomy, and we're finishing up the school year, so we've done pretty good. But they're getting so frustrated with Deuteronomy because it's like, he already said this. We already know that. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Wait, we didn't even get it's to living in a kiss and numbers. <laughs> It'll come back it's again. It's a lot of repetition. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. He does repeat a lot from things that he's told them. And I'm like, well, it's the next generation. He's teaching them. He has yeah. to remind them. Why do we do the Passover? You know, how do we do it? Right. What are the laws? He goes over the Ten Commandments again. It's like everything is repeated from basically Exodus but, once again. But you know what? I think that's very interesting. And I'm glad that you said that because one of the one of the things as I was reading, Anna, and I'm taking notes, rebellion. And I was like, oh, I put down the word rebellion because I think yeah. like, like you were saying, we, he repeats he repeats these things to remind each generation. So that's why I'm thinking like Jeroboam, Jeroboam, you know that we don't just make calves. We all got to go down to Judah and we do our, yep. you know, we don't just yep. make our calves. It's like, don't you remember the story? <laughs> so like, yeah, maybe they stop telling, you know, the stories because this is past. 
you know, this is way past Moses and, you know, Joshua and, you know, the, the judges. So maybe these generations now, those were stories not, are not, not being being shared. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because storytelling has always been a part of civilization and yes. civilization you research. And, you know, the big part of it was that's how they kept history was storytelling. So right. it's interesting. Was it not being shared? Was it just being disregarded? Did it seem like, oh, that doesn't pertain to us? That was in the olden days. Right. And you could see like, and if that was the case, that's that's us now. You're like, oh, some, yeah. you know, sometimes people say, oh, yeah. that's the old, the Bible is old, it's ancient, you know, we, it's, yeah. you know, it's modern. It we're, we're modern. Us, exactly. yeah. yeah. But, but I do think that, I think you're right though, that storytelling is, is a part of, all civilizations and all generations. So, because there are, there were people who were faithful. So they, you know, those stories were being told to them that they would know, you know, no, no, we don't do that. You know, that's not yeah. what we do. Yeah. Um, because of this blah, 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 blah. Right. So, well, and they had the prophets telling them, this is not what we do. Yeah. God is not happy. Yeah. And they really just didn't care that's because when true. you start reading the prophets, it gets confusing because the Bible's not written chronologically yeah so it's you have to kind of look into the history of the prophets and kind of see okay which prophet prophesied to which king right and then you realize a lot of them line up some of them overlap and so i mean a lot of them were being told this yeah. just pleases god and they were just like yeah we're and, and actually because it we're it's making the people happy right and actually and that was the case with this prophet because he he came to tell jeroboam this is not how we do it. God is not pleased. Right. So it's, it's right. not for a lack of knowing. You're absolutely right with that. But anyway, <laughs> I thought about that because I'm like, you know, we all rebel. You know, sometimes you look at the Israelites and you and you read some of the stories. You're like, why, why, why? But I, you know, I'm sure yeah. if when we look at our lives, you know, <laughs> God is probably like, why, why, I'm, why? I'm just, just always like... <laughs> so thankful that my life was not meant to be written down in the Bible for others to <laughs> oh read and goodness. critique it because... Uh, I, it yeah, would, yeah. That's not something yep. I'd want to go through. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there'd be much to be gleaned from it. People would be like, like why? 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 <laughs> Doesn't she know? <laughs> Have you learned nothing? <laughs> so here, so maybe that's a good segue into our Anna Karenina. Because <laughs> I want to say, why? Uh, why? Yeah. Why? Anna, why? Yes. Why? <laughs> Oh, oh yes. Okay. I mean, I, I really just want to dive right into Anna. Because no, no, getting, no, not yet. Not but yet. I know we can't. Yeah, not yet. But there's so much to be said about that woman. Oh, but yes, have... let's start with a happy note, though, because yes. I feel like people listening needs to be encouraged to read this story. So there is a good part and there is a happy story in all of this. And that would be Kitty and Levin. Oh, my goodness. The notes. Oh, my goodness. Didn't you just love that? Because he's like, I'm thinking FK, blah, blah, FKTYT22. And she's like, and he's like, I hope, I wonder if she knows what that means. And she's like, oh, are you, did you mean, do I still want to marry you? And I'm like, he's like, what? I know. I thought that was so cute. I mean, the fact that she was that smart, I'm like, I'd have been like, what in the world? <laughs> You're like, what are you are talking Are you having about? a stroke? <laughs> You're talking to me what in are you letters. Writing? But yeah. the fact that she, you know, like at this point, they're like so in tune with each other, you know? Yeah. And, oh, it was lovely. <laughs> oh, can I just say the whole, the best part of the whole thing? Yeah. And so Kitty ends up leaving and then Levin goes to uh, goes to leave and Steva says to him, so you're not you're not ready to die yet, huh? Or something like that. Did you catch that? <laughs> no, Steve makes no, a joke no. with Levin. Because you know how Levin's oh, been talking about, yes, like, death, yes. oh, we're all going to die. Yes. Steve cracks a joke on him about, like, oh, so you're not ready to die now, huh? And he was like, no, no not, not, not quite. Now. Yeah. And it was just so funny because it was so Steve to be like, oh, let's make a joke of the whole situation. <laughs> and that I just really that. got me. I was laughing. I was like... <laughs> Uh, so we hear so we have the proposal where they're doing they're writing the, the chalk proposal I wrote down like they're writing these letters yeah. down in chalk and she's answering him with letters and, and and the letters are representing sentences and they're both able to figure out what the sentence is but I love that their family was happy like his her dad was happy and her mom eventually I think you know she was happy too so 
We've got yeah, and little... Levin's just like Levin's just like let's get married today. Like he's ready to <laughs> he's just ready. like he's okay, ready. let's do it. And then the mother's like, well, we have to do you know this, Plan. that, and the other yeah. thing. And he's like, oh, do we? Oh, do we have to do that? It's like what? He's... Like uh, your wife wants to have a, like an official wedding, not just like thrown together because you can't wait. Well, listen, Levin's been ready for years, you know. So yeah. he's just like, let's do this. But I thought that was lovely. Um, and then it was cute because it was, you know, his brother was like, oh, do you need me to lend you money? Because, you know, you have to give everyone gifts. And he was like, oh, I have to give gifts. Okay. And he just like goes shopping for gifts. And then they're like, oh, we need sweet meats. Oh, we need sweet meats. Oh, we need candies. <laughs> like he's just driving around doing whatever anybody tells him. And it's funny, too, because he had said he's like, he thought his wedding would be so different from anyone else's wedding. It would not be like the traditional. And it was like his wedding was exactly how all the weddings went off. And he was like, he couldn't be happier. Yeah. And it just kind of made me even think of like my own wedding. Like that was kind of my goal. I was like, I don't want a stressful wedding. I want it simple. I want, you know, and it's like, and then you get caught up in all. And I was like, I'm going to have like a non-traditional wedding dress. I don't want it to be a whole. And then I was like, I want a train. I want a veil. Like, you know, you get caught up in it. So it's just really funny. It cracked me up when uh, I was listening to that. Cause I felt like that's relatable. It is relatable. That's uh, and even in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> There's some human qualities that are just, you know the same they even but i love that they have that that they meaning levin and kitty that they found love like real love you know like he likes her and she really likes him you know did you find it so weird that so he has two secrets that he's keeping from kitty and he keeps wanting to like he wants to tell her but he's nervous to tell her yeah and so he ends up giving her this journal that he wrote which why would be why would that be the way you would do it i can't even imagine she was upset after she read all the stuff like well i would not first of all i just feel like that's so like unnecessary yeah i don't know but anyway so the one secret was that he's not religious which you would think that would be a pretty big deal right but i guess maybe she's not that religious because she was just like oh that's fine i don't really care and then the other is that he is not pure which the fact that she thought he would be when he's so much older Older, and he's a man and that just didn't seem like men's culture that wasn't like a manly culture back then it seemed like the men were kind of allowed to do whatever and the women were supposed to hold themselves to a higher standard so i thought it was interesting that he was worried that to like confess that to her and that she was so shocked about it. Yeah. But what I thought was the weirdest thing is why would you write in a journal like your whole escapade and be know. like, here, read it. I don't like, know. Like he would have been better off just like, telling her. <laughs> I feel like just being like, oh, just so you know, like I'm not pure would have been enough. You'd yeah. have to be like, and here's the gory details of why. <laughs> like, I just thought that was real weird, but but I mean, and she was she almost does... like I didn't really want to know all of that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but she did. She was she, like, "Take yeah. this book. Why would I want to know that?" Yeah. But she, but they got past that. They did. And yeah. Then, and I like that they. I like that now. There's no secrets. You know, she has no secrets. Right. He has no secrets. Right. So there's nothing. You know, nothing coming up. So it'll be interesting to see because we're 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 halfway through the book. So. It'll be right. interesting and they're not to technically see. married yet. They're still like doing they're the planning, wedding. right? Planning, so so we'll of, see all of those chapters just to cover wedding planning. We did not get married. No, <laughs> but it, I I hope the really it'll be interesting to see what happens to the relationship. You know, like we're all happy yeah. now, but you know, who knows with this yeah. book? <laughs> Especially with Levin having so many visions of what family life is going to look like, like and we don't know for her, dreams. right? But she. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Cause I'm going to say she's more modern because remember she was the one who wanted to pick her own husband and, you know, move yeah, away from the tradition true. of the family picking the husband for you. And so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But she seems we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, so we, we have good news there. Then the story, <laughs> the uh, story switches. So this to... story, it starts off with. So Anna sends a message to Alex, yeah. her husband. And saying, can you please come? I need your forgiveness because I'm going to die. Yeah. And he's happy. He's like, oh, good. My problems in life are solved. She's going to be dead soon. And I just thought, what a horrible, evil person. Like, I understand. No, he's I understand. I understand. Like, I understand his perspective. It's like, 
She cheated on him in their marriage. She's pregnant with this man's child. I get hating her. Like, I get it. Yeah. But, like, wishing death on somebody is pretty hard. But he didn't stay there long. He didn't. Like, that was and a thought that entered his to the mind. House. He gets to the house and he's asking and they're like, oh, you know, the she gave birth yesterday and it all went well. And he's starting to be like, oh, no, what do you mean it's all going well? And then they're like, but she's still going to die. And he was like relieved. Like, oh, good. She's still dying. OK, good. Like, I thought for a minute there you were going to tell me she was getting better. Like, it was like so weird. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel in that position, but I hope I wouldn't be wishing death on somebody. That just seemed awful. <sighs> I don't know. You and I look at Alexi in two different, two different ways. <laughs> no, he grew on me. He grew on me. But that first initial, I was like, oh, what an evil man. Yeah. But don't, but then the fact that he just, the fact that she's dying, that he thinks, they think she's dying. So, and he decides to stay, you know? Yeah. And he feels like yeah. a little compassion for her. And he's like, yeah, I mean, part he of comparing feels like, her. Oh, I can actually forgive her. Like he actually yes. felt true forgiveness, yes. which and is pretty amazing to be able to be like, you know what? I can, I can forgive, forgive you. you. And he told her that. And, and and he starts planning, like, if she gets better, what is our life going to look like? And he starts like having her as part of his life again, which is like so weird because how do you go from I hope she dies yeah. to being like, I forgive you. And when you get if you get better, like. I plan to stand by you. But see, I think his emotions are real. I mean, meaning that, you know, there's points in our life that we get angry, but... Yeah. And we think angry thoughts that we may not say aloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you when you have time to really think, you know, you, you know yeah. what's right. And I think, I think he's human in that sense. I mean, good. Can I say the sweetest moment yeah. for him was... When we find out the baby's not doing well and he's, he keeps visiting the baby and he thinks that this baby, she's just the most beautiful thing. And I thought that was interesting that he just thinks that like he's in love with this baby. Yes, he thinks she's even though beautiful it's not his. and he's just taken by her. And then, you know, it's weird because you're like, okay, you know, this isn't your child. Yes. And like, this is your wife's child that she had with, you know, her lover while you were married. And yet he can see past all that and just see the baby yes. for what she is. Yes. And then the baby's not doing well and he's checking in with the nurses and stuff. And he's just like, you know, how come nobody said anything? And it got so awkward. They're like, well, you know, the mother isn't feeling well. Yeah. And like they, they weren't going to come to him. Like yeah. everybody knew in the house. This yeah. This is not, child. Yes. So we're not going to come to you and be like, hey, the baby's screaming its head off and not doing well. It's not growing or whatever. Which which like the old Alexi probably would not have wanted to know that. You know what I mean? Like right. they're probably thinking. And so like, they you knew know. like we don't tell. And he had to have that. Like he had to be reminded like, oh, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. He does the right thing. He calls for the doctor. He talks to the nurse. Like he's like, it's you like know the what? wet nurse is this not is... doing her. Like it's yep. not working, and she's all offended yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and he just like he gets totally involved, yeah. and he's just like, this baby's not gonna die on my watch. Like I was impressed. Like a... you can see that he has changed because once at first he's wishing death on Anna, yep. and now he has the opportunity to stand by, and this baby could probably die without any intervene. Yeah, and intervening. Yeah. But he does the right thing and he, he intervenes on this baby's behalf because Anna doesn't know what's going on. Anna does. Yeah. She's like delirious. Um, she's. Yeah. yeah. And she's like having hallucinations and she's talking, you know, saying all these things. And one of the things one of the things I thought was nice that I wrote down um, is that he said he found happiness in forgiveness and that he and then yeah. he started to show um, tenderness to his own son. Um, I can yeah. never say his name, Sir Zosha or Sir Yozosha. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But he uh, even started to show tenderness. In addition to the to the little baby, the girl, he yeah. was showing tenderness to his son too. So like that experience kind of Cereal. changed him. Thank you. Okay, remember that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> it's like such a weird name. But I love that um, that that experience. You know, changed. I thought it was so him. like I feel like he did such a good job writing the interaction between Anna, her husband, and Veronsky. It was so uncomfortable. Did yeah, because really uncomfortable. Yes, and at one point he so asked him to leave. He asked Veronsky to leave. You know, yeah. because um. 
But he's like, Anna's just like, look at this man. She's talking about Alex, her husband. Look at this man. This is a good man. You need to, like, see him for who he is. And, like, Vronsky's ashamed because he realizes, like, I could never be a man like... Like, the, yeah, um, like Alexi. Like Alex Karenin. But you know what was interesting? Because Anna was like, at one point, she said she hated Alexi for his virtues. You know? Yeah. Like she wants forgiveness from him, but she hated right. that she, she hated that he gave it. Right. <laughs> he didn't, she was mad because he's so much better than her, oh and she goodness. knows it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so trigger warning yeah. before we move on to the next part because it is pretty. Like I don't know. I felt like he really gave you a whole picture. Yeah. Um, Vronsky ends up so depressed after leaving Anna, being told to leave the house. He feels humiliated. Yeah. He feels, yeah, ashamed by the husband. He yeah. feels like she's kind of chosen her husband over him at this point. Um, and she's really, she's really not in her right mind, yeah. but he feels like this is how she feels. Oh, do you she remember the scene? Because he was like crying. Do you remember? Like yeah. he was crying yeah. and Anna says to, this is where he felt this. This is, this is the humiliating part that he couldn't get out of his head because Voronsky's like crying with his face covered and Anna asked Alexi, can you remove his hands from his face? And so he felt like his shame was all laid out, you know, right there. Oh my goodness. So he replays this over and over again. It doesn't help that he's like sleep deprived because he's been trying to stay up and, you know, with Anna. But he gets home and he ends up deciding to shoot himself yeah. because he can't go on. Yeah. He can't go he on without he's her. Alex. He oh. just feel like there's just nothing left to life. Yeah. And so he tries to shoot himself. But he does a bad job somehow. I have really no idea how in the world he messed up. He but did. And then I think he, his sister came, right? He shot right? himself like the chest. Yeah. His sister-in-law. His sister-in-law. Yeah. Oh, his sister-in-law. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, his sister-in-law yeah, came and, and she cares like, for him. nursing him, him back yeah. to health. Yeah. But then we find out that Betsy, which I just feel like Betsy should just left well enough alone. Betsy comes and oh, tells yeah. Anna, even though Anna's like recovering herself, yep. she comes and tells her like, oh, Vronsky shot himself and, you know, you should really see him. He needs to see you. And she was just like. Oh, uh, that was such a painful scene. You know why? Because it's yeah. like, she's like, oh, I shouldn't go. But you know, that she, but she wants to go, but I shouldn't go because I don't think it would be right to Alexi, you know, but right. she's like making it sound like it's Alexi's fault. Like. Like she's not gonna go because it's like and then, because it's Alexi, but it's just like she really right. wanted to go, you know. And then she starts saying how like she just can't stand being around him. She hates yeah, her she's like she she's hates. Like, she she calls him. him too good. She says Alexi is too good, and she hates his virtue. And I'm like, oh Anna, oh Anna, oh Anna, oh Anna. And then Steva comes to visit his sister Anna. Yeah, and he runs into Betsy, and Betsy says. You need to get her away from him. Talking about her husband. Yep. You know, Alexia. You need to get him away from him because he's killing her. And you just feel like that is such an unfair judgment. Yes. You know, where it's like. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to do the right thing so badly and he doesn't know what it is. Like, what do I do? Yes. I I can't cast this woman out because she will be ruined. She has two children, and if I cast her out and she goes off, you know, then what does my son have? He can't live in that household. Yes. You know? So And this is the like, first time. Did you notice that, Shanna? Because this is the first time he's thinking about other people and not himself. Because yeah, usually himself. it's about, you know, how does it look, how will it look on him? You know, like all those right. other times we yeah. are in his head. Is, yep. And so I was like, oh, wow, yep. his, his thinking has kind of he's shifted. He's playing it out and he's thinking about And he's thinking about her family. and he's thinking about, he's thinking yeah. about Anna, how it affects Anna, how it affects both children. You know, and I was like, yeah. oh, Alexi's grown. Like, you know, yeah. like he actually shifted. You see that shift in him. But I was really <clears throat> glad that, that, you know, uh, Tolstoy brought Steva in because I felt like at this point in the book, I just hated Anna, and she kept saying, why didn't I just die? And I kept saying, why didn't you just die? Like, yeah. you're just not a good person. You're not a good mother. Like, I'm just so angry with her character. But then Steva comes in, and he changes your entire perspective, which I just wasn't expecting. And he says to her, you know, you got married out of convenience. You know, like, that's your his her parents 
set up the arrangement. Oh, this is a good, you know, he, her husband needed marriage in order to be promoted yeah. because that's how it worked. You had to have a woman to, to be in government. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, you know, she had to host the parties. She had to be the hostess for everything. He couldn't move up if he was unmarried. Right. Although I think he would have been better off unmarried yeah. because his, his love was his work. But, you know, he had to marry. She was a good match because of her position in life. And the same for her. He was a good match because of... But they. But Steve lets you in on the fact that he's like 20 years older than her. Yeah. So you're realizing Alexia Karenin is this older man, like much older. She got married so young. She had never even experienced love. You yeah. know, when she got married, she didn't even know what is love and had an opportunity to feel what love is. And she's put in this position to kind of run this man's life and home and have his child and never really do anything for herself or experience anything. And I think some women could handle it, but then she finds what is love. Like, what does love feel like? It's not and it love. Just awakens, that was just passion. It awakens like a whole, well, okay, passion, call it what you will. She's never felt that. Right. And so it awakens a whole different side to her where she realizes I've missed out on life. Like I didn't do, I didn't have, and also the culture's changing where now she's seeing women marrying for love. She's seeing that there's other things and she missed it. And so I feel like Steva brought so much clarity to that where you're just kind of like, she was young and stupid and told to do this. And now her entire life is just regret. Like, I don't know. You feel a little bad. No, no, oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I or saw, you don't. I saw, you know what I wrote down? Steva, <laughs> Steva metaphorically is the devil negotiating for Anna's soul. <laughs> I, I was like, what are you doing? Because listen, she is, she is, yes, she, you know, he's 20 years older. He didn't know. He didn't. And you have to wonder, was she 17? Was she 18? I mean, think of yourself at 17, 18. I guess that's why maybe I can feel it. 17, 18. Imagine if I had settled down with somebody and had their child and was like running their whole but, life. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have ended well. I probably would have been an Anna. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying not to put it on modern eyes. I'm trying to look at it from that time period because that was right. that was the way their life was back. You know, that was the way their life right. was, you but, know. But we do remember culture is changing because you remember Kitty, who's just, a, you know, maybe what, like five to ten years younger than Anna. Yeah. She is now getting the chance to choose her husband. Yeah. So we are seeing a change in culture and society that Anna is also getting to see. Like there's now women that are marrying for love and choosing their husbands and, you know, all of that that she did not really get. No, she, but she didn't get it. But I guess, I guess I see him trying to show, and I could be totally wrong. Like I see that regardless of if, whether you, whether there's religion involved or no religion involved, there are fallouts and consequences to, to the actions of someone who has decided to, some people who are married. And then now they, you know, one of them, one of the parties does not want to be married anymore. Um, it's people change and, and Steve, we could see change and Anna can't, maybe Anna can't see, Anna doesn't want to see the change, right. you know, like he, here he is, he has forgiven her. This is the man that she, this is the type of husband that she has wanted, you know, right. someone that would show attention to her, that would care. And here he's trying to show it. Now, we don't know that he will continue, but my goodness, he's there. He's He's the one. He's there. He's there. And so she has a chance to to go back into the path of what it is, you know, of what marriage, you know, marriage is. And I always think back to Dolly because Dolly is, you know, Dolly was cheated on also. or Well, Dolly was Mm -hmm. not also, but Dolly was cheated on. And Dolly could have left all five of her kids. And be like, you know, that's it. And Dolly was contemplating leaving. But Dolly was contemplating yeah. leaving with her kids. Um, right. You know. Uh, but she decided to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think Anna's Anna's not even trying to give any any chance. She's just all about the passion, her passion yeah. for Vronsky, you know, yeah. um, that even in a moment of you just you're you're almost you almost died. Your husband's here taking care of you and your your illegitimate child. Well, I think and, that's also that makes it worse. It's like living in the shame, you know, knowing but he that wasn't one, making her feel just, the shame. I know, but her own conscience, her own conscience. I mean, really, how can you live in this house and have this man be so good to you knowing I don't deserve any of this? Like, that's got to be hard. And I think that's kind of why she didn't even want to look at him partially was because it's like it just constantly reminds you that you're an unworthy human being. You know, Vronsky's just as sinful and dirty as she is. Like, they're equals in that way, and so it's easier. Whereas you have this man who's just done nothing wrong and keeps doing everything right and just constantly reminding you, like, you're in the wrong. I don't know. I don't know, because he didn't Just by his that. behavior. No, but by his behavior. Not that he's intentionally, but her own conscience pricking her to be like, oh, here he goes again, being nice, you know? See, I don't, I didn't see the author writing that. I didn't see, I just see her saying, I just see her thinking, I do, you know, she does think he's too good. He's too virtuous. Because she she does say that he's too virtuous for me. He's too good for me. So I I do see what you're saying there. Then, but then that's it. But it's like, okay, I just, but I I just want to be with Vronsky. It's like the idea of her. She doesn't say that though at this point. She's not talking about being with him. She, she's just like, she's just like, I'd rather be dead than live here. True. Basically. Yeah, very true. But anyway, so Steve yeah. ends up going to Alexia, which is pretty brave because I mean, what a good brother it's for all his flaws. I mean, really, and tells him like, you just need to give her a divorce, like let her free. She just needs to be free. She's not happy. You're not happy. This isn't working. And he so then you get to see Alexia go through all the reasons of why I cannot divorce her because yeah. it will not end well for her. Yep. And he finally comes to the conclusion, you know what? I'll take the shame for her. Yeah. I'll tell everyone that I cheated on her, yep. which it's like, how can you be that yep. kind? Like that's unbelievably yep. kind. Oh my goodness. But that way she could still go out in society yes. and still be a reputable woman and not have the shame. And for a man, it's just not, like I said, it's not as big of a deal to kind of be like, oh, you cheated on your wife. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's still to be divorced, we know is a big deal and because that was the reason he didn't want to divorce her is because he was just like, he knew a whole bunch of people who had been divorced and everyone, you know, looked at them differently. So it, it was a big deal, but it was, he felt like it'll be easier for me than it would be for her. You know what? I was, I was thinking Yes, you're absolutely right. And I guess because, you know, I was taking this, um, I was thinking about what, like, what does it mean, right? Um, and I, it kind of reminded me, like, I feel like even though her husband forgives her and she's giving him, she's giving and giving her the attention she desires, she still rejects him. It's like this, it's like, I wrote down the word rebellion. Like she has a chance to go back on this, this path of a marriage Yes, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't a. It wasn't the best. It didn't start out as the best marriage, but I have a chance to. I honestly back on thought that. she was going to. I really thought she was going to. I. I really thought when she had sent for him, and they had sent Vronsky away. I really thought, okay, she's gonna make this work. They're gonna be a family again. Like I really had hope. Yes. So I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, because in part because it ends right with her. Getting, they do get the divorce, and she goes abroad. No, with, they don't. They don't get. Oh, divorced. that's true. That's true. But she goes. She tells she just, him, yeah. "Why do we need to be divorced? Let's just leave it alone." But she ends up going oh, that's abroad true. Yep. with Ferrante and leaving her kids. And, she yes. abandons her son. Actually, I don't know if they if she took her daughter, but it, I know she. I didn't don't take, know. It didn't. It didn't say. say. I'm assuming. I'm assuming she takes the daughter because that's Ferrante's daughter. Yeah, but so she I'm didn't. Assuming, but, it's, but I wrote abandoned son, so I think somewhere she she had she to. Left, she, she had to because yeah. that was the thing that Alexi was saying. You cannot take him into this. Yeah. So, I think she realizes that, and now she has her daughter. So maybe it's not as like desperate as she was before. You know what I was thinking? But I was sad about that. Because the words that came again, it's like I was reading um, what I, I can't remember. I'm reading so many books, but it was talking about how to read books metaphorically, you know. And so I saw the metaphor of rebellion, like Anna's rebellion from um, 
from what's right, what is the right thing to do. And you know, what's interesting is they're not religious, but you could see that even in a non-religious life, there is a problem. Well, Alexia considers himself religious because that's why he was so set on the whole forgiveness thing. But she, she, she's She's not, not. no, she's not. But you could see, even if you're not religious, that there's that religion, the, what people think is the, the things that religion imposes on people's freedom. Like she, yes, now she's free, but is she free? Cause she's not really free, you know, like she's free, mm-hmm. but you're, you're, well, I guess we'll see in part five, but we'll, you know, this freedom is not really freedom. What is this freedom? This freedom yeah. led, this freedom led you know to it reminded me of? having an illegitimate child and then Baronsky trying to take his life. You know, this is not freedom. What, what, I have something. No, what are you going to say? If you it's say it, I'm going to, go ahead. I, go ahead. I was going to just say, it reminded me of Jane Eyre. Oh no. Okay, because she was given, she was given the option to run away with, um, Rochester, Mr. Rochester, yes, remember? Yeah. He they couldn't get married because yep. he was already married. Yep. And he says to her, you know, we'll go abroad where nobody knows yeah. us and we can yes. live like we're married. And mm-hmm. she was just like, I could never, you know. Yeah. She had such yes. moral standards and she could yes. never do that. Yes. She could not be his mistress. And meanwhile, this lady's like, yeah, let's go abroad where nobody knows us. And I'll pretend to be your wife. So different, a totally different, different, different path. I was thinking, though, (laughs) uh, and maybe now that you said it, because I actually watched Jane Eyre this weekend, the BBC version. Excellent. Very good. Close to the book. Yes, very good. Check it out. Yes, it's on HBO Max. It's like a force for episodes. Oh, I think actually... I think I actually like, I'm able to watch it on there. Yes. Subscription to that. Good because okay. it, it's actually that one was a good one. That was a really good one. Okay. Um, it stayed close to the story. It didn't anyway off track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But no, actually, I think what your reminds me of is much more. It's much better than my remind me of because that is true. And um, that is true. She did face that. Um, Jane did face that same dilemma. It's like, oh, let's just be brothers and sisters. We'll tell, tell people we're brothers and sisters. I think he said at one point. Um, yeah. Too. And, you know, we'll, in a daytime, we'll, you know, pretend we're brothers and sisters. But in the nighttime, you know, we'll be like a couple. It's like, God, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, <laughs> it reminded me of Hosea and the prostitute wife. You know, like, um, because it's like she, she, Anna has a chance to, it's like this, it's, it's this, she's rebelling against Mm -hmm. marriage, against, um, what is the status quo of, you know, Mm -hmm. of life in that time. It's, you know, total rebellion, but though she's, and some things she, some things you understand why she's rebelling. But then there's a decision to be made and a road, a road to take, you know, and again, I always, I always look at Dolly, you know, there's a decision, she took the, yeah, Dolly took a, Dolly took a road, um, that was best for her family. Um, because Anna convinced her. I know, I know. Anna was like the one who was like, you need to do this. You need to stay. And maybe that wasn't the real Anna. It sounds like that yeah, was like just, I she's think... just giving, you know, that's the right thing to do. But this is, I don't know, this, right. this Anna is, is anyway. She's so totally we leave different. off with Anna going abroad um, with Voronsky and that's how chapter part four ends. So it'll be interesting to see. I cannot wait to, to start five because I'm just like, <laughs> the two of them are such a disaster couple. They really are. It's just no good. Oh my it's goodness. Like, he's, you know, he, they're in our head. He's already telling us he doesn't want to be married. He's not going to be a good husband. He doesn't want that kind of life of being a husband. And, but I don't know. Something changed in him. Cause I mean, the fact that he was like, I can't live without her was weird too. See, like, but I think they're like, like passion. I can't live without her passion, yeah, but not a, not a, not I can't like, live without yeah, her like in the regular life and be a family, right. and, you know, husbands right. and wash, di- tur- you know, change diapers and, you know, yeah. come home and eat dinner at the dinner table, you know, yeah. <laughs> right now they're living the life. Which of- is like Levin's dream over here. <laughs> Levin's just like, I want to have lots of babies and eat dinner together. And, yeah. I know, Voronsky, you know, so. with, when she's hanging out with Voronsky, they're, they're at, you know, the club or the dinner, you know, night where they're dressed yep. up at the party or, you know, yep. they're out, yeah. they're out in a nightlife, you know, <laughs> that yeah. is not the family life. So no. 
Anyway, I don't know where Anna's And I going. really want to find out if they brought the baby. I swear, if they left that baby behind for, <laughs> for Lexi to raise him, like, that's just really messed up. But, but I guess we'll find out. I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to, again, reading metaphorically, I see the rebellion in her. And I think of, you know, how we, we, we rebel too, you know, and yeah. just differently. Yeah. But, you know, we're seeing, she's not fighting the rebellion. She's just like, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's she's there it. for the ride. She's there for the ride. And, but uh, she's there to be free, to be a woman who can love the man that she wants to love and live the life that she wants to live. And we're gonna- I'm really struggling with this book. And like, you just kind of want to constantly be rewriting. Oh. Like, wait, <laughs> wait, let's make it better. I mean, even when she first got involved with Ronsky, I was like, no, don't take it that far. You can still come back. Yes. And she took it that far, you know, yeah. and it's like now it's like, oh, here's your second opportunity. Don't do yep. it. And then she does it. I'm like, you really? have a chance this- to rebuild. <sighs> I, but you yeah, know, I mean, the book is well written because well. I'm definitely emotionally invested <laughs> and I'm like struggling through it. I keep being like, don't do it. You know, so I guess that's good. Me too. Me too. And I don't like, oh my goodness, Alexia. Like, you know, like there are people who can have life changing moments that yeah. make them think about life a little bit differently, you know? And it's interesting because again, these are like, I think this was written even the 1700s or the 1800s. But while the scenario is not all the same, but the the experiences, the human experiences are very much yeah. relatable, you know, um, people wanting to be free. You're young. You got tied down too early. And now you have a chance to be, you know, now you met the guy of your dream, but, you know, but you're 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 married. You married the wrong guy. You know, so yeah. um, yep. I'm sure that it's, it's it's definitely a relatable modern it's still even in our time it's still a relatable theme but man i just want to be like no don't do it anna (laughs) so i guess we'll see we'll see but i'm like like, oh alexi alexi i'm so proud of you you've grown yeah so you know and he's i like him more now than i did in the past chapter so he's growing on me so i guess that's a good thing i don't know i don't know i guess we'll see where (laughs) so next i like the fact i like the fact that you and i are both reading this and we have different perspectives every week every week you're like no that's not what i read and i'm like wow that's what i read i actually like the fact that you, we can both be reading the same book and have totally different ideas. So. I know, I know. You can see both sides. I'm like, you're like, yeah. oh, I love him and blow it. I'm like, no, no. Yep, yep. Steve is so. the devil. <laughs> you're like, oh, Steve is great. I'm like, no, it's my notes. Metaphorically negotiating for Anna's soul. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, he's like, you're her friend. I'm like, I'm thinking, you're her brother. This is not going to be good for your sister. This is going to ruin your sister's life. And you're negotiating for her ruination. Yep. I can't. Yep. <laughs> like, well, I think, honestly, I think Anna and Steva are very similar. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the parents did in raising the two of them. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe that's why he gets it. Because he's just like, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> marriage isn't really for me either. I kind of get where you're coming from. Like, but there are points when Steva does see that Dolly is a, is good for him and his family. Yeah. You know, but he just yeah. can't keep, he just can't stop cheating long yeah, enough to Yeah, because, you know, she's it. had a lot of children and she's, uh, you know, ruined her body. Yes, yeah, not as uh, attractive <laughs> as before yeah. her five kids, you know. So, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what problems we have. <laughs> but I do, but he sees, he does see when he, when he takes the time to look that Dolly is, you know, a good person and a good wife yeah. and a good mother, Yeah, you know, yeah. so he knows, he knows that good. And I don't know what it is, but I was not for Steve. I'm like, Steve, go home. Go home. What happened to <laughs> not being involved, right? I'm like, That's you know, so like... Funny. I was like glad he came. I'm like, oh, that gives me so much more insight into Anna and the whole like story beforehand. I'm like, devil and the pork, the fork. What is it? The, the pitchfork? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get away. Get the cross. <laughs> 
get the cross, Anna. He's oh, leading man. you. He's bringing you astray. But anyway. Oh, she was going down yeah, that path anyway. Yeah, she was going. Anyway. Yep. She was going I feel Steve like though. I feel like the two of them couldn't speak to each other, Anna and Alexia. And so they needed a Steva to just be like, okay, he said, she said. I don't know. Yeah. In between. All right. To kind of hash it out. <laughs> so next week. It was going to end badly. It's not his fault. <laughs> no. Oh, who, Steva? Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah. But he didn't help. And he was, I felt no, like he, he was didn't. negotiating. Like, okay. Yeah, no. It was. Like, yep. Anna, what you're doing is okay. You need to be free. Free to do yeah. what? Free to do what? So we'll yeah, see what Anna's free to do because. I know. We start a whole new yep. part. Are we doing the whole thing? Should we just do all of part five? I will try. I think we should try for it. Okay. If it ends up being really long, or the weeks we or the week is just really busy, we'll just keep in contact okay. so we know. Like, okay, I stopped at this point. But yeah, I think we should try for all it. All right, because then that'll that'll hopefully hold you because it's like each yeah. part is about thirty-two chapters. <laughs> I know it's amazing how fast I can get through oh it. My I'm like, goodness. Oh my wow. I'm like, it's Saturday and she's. Finish. I think, no, I think it was Friday that you texted me. Or maybe it was like Friday or Saturday. I was like, oh no, how is she going to make it? She's still got like five more days. I know, it's hard. I was like, Shanna doesn't know how many licks it takes to get to the middle of the Tootsie Roll pop. But I'm really proud of myself because I did stop. I'm glad. You did so confess early. baby steps. You did confess early. Yeah. And you went on to read another book. Yes, <laughs> I did too. Good, I did too. Good for me. I did too. <laughs> so anyway, so we hope that you are reading, or at least and enjoying and enjoying it. it, or at least if you haven't read it, that hopefully you know this will make you want to read it. I think it's a good book. Definitely worth reading. It is, and we still it don't is. know where it's going because we're only yeah, at part four, the, and there's for eight parts. <laughs> I think that's interesting too. Is I don't have a good sense of where the book is yeah. headed. It's definitely not one of those things where you're reading it and you're like, oh, so predictable. Like, like is Anna gonna uh, be happy in her life? Yeah, or is ever ever yeah. or is you know a Kitty and Levin going to be okay? What's Steve going yeah. to be up to? You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yeah. and then you have these random conversations with different, you know, people. And so we'll see. So we're doing part five. Yep. And All right. So tune in next tune week to week. see how that goes. <laughs> All, All right. Until next Bye. time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.